Hi guys, and welcome to the Love to Learn English podcast. My name is Rich, and in today's episode, we will be speaking with my friend Jack. Jack will be talking about his experience working in the British Army, and also about the time he served in Afghanistan. If you want to help the podcast grow or give us some support, please go to lovetolearnenglish.com. We have worksheets for season one available, and the worksheets contain the best vocabulary and tips to help you speak English the way it's spoken in the streets. Hey Jack, how are you? Yeah, great, thanks. All right, welcome to the podcast. Today we're going to talk a bit about your famous army career. So Jack, what made you join the army and how did you join? Well, the joining process in itself, uh, it depends really. I went to the Army Career Centre to join up. And, but the reason why I joined is actually more important. The reason why I joined uh, because I needed to change my track a bit. As you know, when we were younger, we were quite well children hanging around in the parks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, parks of Newport. Parks of Newport are being naughty. But... Uh, Obviously, I had to change my track a bit, so hence my mama, my mother and my father, they, they, you know, they told me about the Army career thing, checked it out, started training for it, and went to a selection board. Um, so just to go back there, you said that you wanted to change your track. What do you mean by track? You mean path? Your... That's right, the path. So, so, so everyone in life has a path uh, that they would like to follow. Some people like to study and go to academia um, and go to university. Uh, my path was more uh, live life to its fullest while you're young and well, hopefully it works out for the best. <laughs> yeah, so not f from uh, your parents' point of view, yeah. not the best. That's right. <laughs> the best idea. Um, okay, so the army obviously is a big institution. Um, what was your role and your rank? What did you do within the army? So initially when I joined up into the army, uh, obviously I went to training. Uh, while in training, uh, you're known as, they refer to you as a crow bag. A crow bag uh, in the army is known as newbies. Um, they refer to them as crows because as you're new, you will flap a lot or you will basically, how, how, do, you, how do you put it? You will basically... Uh, so, yeah, we need to explain a few things here. Yeah. So a, a crow is a type of bird, that's right? A, a black yeah, that's right. black bird. Yeah. Um, and to flap is when a bird moves its wings. That's right. Right. So the movement of a bird's wing is uh, to, right. to flap. Yeah. Um, so the idea is, is that you struggle. Is that, is so, that it? So, so newbies are called crow bags. Um, well, it's, it's, it's a slang given for newbies because... Under pressure, they start flapping about a lot. That means under pressure, they start losing their mind a bit. And they start running back and forth just for no reason, like crows. So yeah. If you, if you say shoot a crow, they go, they start flapping their wings a lot and start flying away. Yeah. So hence, newbies are called crows. But there's also another term called, given to newbies, which is NIG, N-I-G, which means new in garrison. New in garrison. And what's a garrison? Garrison is basically uh, it's a, it's a group of different regiments. 
What's a regiment? <laughs> a, a regiment is a body of people uh, working towards. Uh, well, each regiment has got different, uh, different, different job, right? Job. That's right. A, yeah. a different specification to them. So, if you have one regiment, which is uh, engineering, one regiment will be medical, one regiment, so on, so on. Um, and in a garrison, there are so many various different types of regiments in this one garrison. And a new bee is called a mig, which is new in garrison. New in garrison. Okay, very interesting. I did not know that. Uh, what were your first few days like, and what was boot camp like? So, boot camp for those of you who don't know is the initial training, right? Your, your the first training you do in the army. So, what was that experience like? So, training itself is is split into two. One is phase one and phase two. Um, if you're an infantry soldier. Uh, it, it varies now if you're an infantry soldier or if you're actually going to be a bit more specialized, such as the artillery, engineers, medical, so on, so on. Just yeah. one quick moment. Uh, artillery means? Artillery means the big, well, if you've seen the movies, the big cannons, you see. The big guns. The, we don't call it guns. <laughs> guns, are, guns for us. Yeah, the, it's, it's, it's guns, that's right. When yeah. you call them, they're called the big guns, that's right. And, and a normal person weapon is called a rifle. Soldier referred to as a rifle. Right, got and you. So, in, in basic training, there is two types. So, one, the phase one, phase two. But for the infantry, it is uh, it's basically the, the whole lot is just one phase, uh, which is across three to four months long, and they're based in North Yorkshire. I'm going to give the specific area where it is, but it's in North Yorkshire, that's where they're based. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in England, right? That's right, in England. Um, it's, it's the Yorkshire Dales. That's what you know, everyone knows as. Yeah. Yeah, the lovely cups of tea. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for myself, I went to a more specialised department, uh, which is obviously the artillery. So I had to go to phase one training, which was three months in, yep. in, in Surrey, lovely Surrey. Uh, Again in England, right? In England, that's right. And phase one training was actually the most demanding part of any newbie because what they like, what they try to do is they break you down, they completely destroy you. What do you mean by break you down? You mean that they they want to to do what exactly? They want to break break your confidence. They want to break. So if you come to the army as a very overconfident type of guy. They want to break you down and subject you to authority. Yeah. That's the main aim. And mm-hmm. then they want to mold you into their specific type of person they want. If this is in order, so everyone will be singing on the same song sheet of the same book. They'll be so that's a, that's a great idiom. So to be singing from the same song book or song sheet means to be all Doing the same thing. Another idiom very similar to this is to be on the same page. That's right. Right. To be to, to all be doing the same thing to conform. That's yeah. right. So it's all about uniformity, and the army is all about uniformity wherever you go. So hence why phase one, everyone does phase one. So in order to be the same basic, that's called basic soldiering. Yeah. And phase two is when you specialize in your specific trade, whether it be engineering, medical, so on. Um, but infantry is obviously they're basing your details. Sure, yeah, I think um, that's fascinating uh, how they do that and how they actually try to give you the confidence by almost taking it away. That's right. In the beginning, and then they build you back up, right, to 
So, so there are stories where, for instance, if, as, as you all know, you've probably seen in the movies where, where um, the, there'll be the angry sergeant or the ang angry drill, the drill sergeant who screams and shouts a lot. It's actually true. It does happen in the army. And that's what does happen. And what they try to do is they come into your face, they shout and scream and swear a lot, and you have to stand still. And hopefully you don't faint if they've got bad breath. But, but <laughs> yeah. that, that, that's, that's the whole point. You have to stand there and face it. So under pressure, even when they're shouting at you, you can handle it, no problem at all. Yeah, so it's making you psychologically strong, that's psychologically right. uh, tough. Um, okay, so I want to talk a bit more about your experience in the army. Um, did you ever see combat in the army? Combat meaning uh, fighting. Battles. Or battle, yeah. yeah. Combat, battles. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, so when I joined the army, it was in 2011. Yeah. And I joined in 2011. That's when um, the UK government was just going into Afghanistan. Yeah. And as you know, before Afghanistan was... Um, was Iraq, uh, which is known, known as Operation Talik, T-E-L-I-C, Talik, that's Operation name. Um, and that was American government who basically was, you know, UK and America, they're quite close together. Mm -hmm. uh, and when, if the US does something, the UK also joins in and goes together as well. But as I was saying, yes, I, I've seen, um, I, I went to Afghanistan, I was there for seven months. Uh, in the seven months, uh, there was some harrowing aspects. Harrowing means harrowing means uh, it means there was bits where it will give you nightmares. Yeah, uh, within within that seven months. Yeah, uh, because no day is the same. Every day you have to do various things. One day you'll be just sitting there drinking coffee, maybe. Uh, next day and getting paid and getting paid that's right my my tax money <laughs> paying for you to drink a coffee that's in right. Afghanistan like a holiday that's <laughs> a maiden but then but then you while you're drinking that coffee you've got your rifle right next to you uh, hoping yeah. that nothing happens uh, and you can have a bit of a chill time that's what time being so what were those moments like when it was not so chill then? So I'm assuming that you, you said you did see combat, you did have to fight. Um, most people listening to this will have no idea what that experience is like. So, can, can you describe well, it? Do you, yeah. Imagine, imagine for instance, well, it, it depends where you're from really. So, so say for instance, if, if someone who, the listener maybe is from a war-torn country like Syria or Libya, mm -hmm. They will know what I'm speaking about because that's what their daily life is. Yeah. For me, it's just seven months. That was just seven months, but for them, it's a daily experience. Of course. Um, so what it is, is is you don't know what your next day is going to bring. Are you going to be able to tell that story after the seven months? Are you be, am I really be, like, like now, will I be able to sit here and say, or see my future? You, know, you don't know. So. You, you have to go there with the perspective that, you know, I'm going to try my best, mm -hmm. uh, look out for my, my, my comrades or my muckers. And muckers is? It's comrades. Comrades it's, it's or, friends. or friends, yeah. Yeah, yeah mm -hmm. that's right. Um, and That's a British slang word, right? That's for, muckers, um, yeah. yeah. Because you muck in together. Yeah. yeah that's right. So, so 
it, it's, it's all about looking out for each other, but you know, you always have to have the expectation. That's well, that's why the training's there for. And mm-hmm. The training's there to break you down and to build you up. So you know, you'd be you know, psychologically strong while you're there. But when you come back, there's a lot of issues related to it as well. Um, so I, I'm going to use a word now, which I want to introduce first, which is casualty. So casualty is a victim of either an accident or war. Uh, it could be injured or dead. Um, were there many casualties in your unit? Was that something that you saw a lot of or experienced? Yes. Um, as, as I said before, uh, casualties is quite, it's, well, it's, it's a given of war. Yeah. Meaning it's going to happen. It's right? going to happen. You know, there, you don't go into war to basically have an argument with words and come back. Yeah. You go into war. You're not it, tickling each other. That's and... right. You go into war to basically exercise, you know, what the political, the politics. So, so war is all about politics, you know. Yeah. The, the ministers, they pay money to the, your purse and you basically go and fight. It's like a mercenary, but for... But for country. But for the country, that's yeah. right. Um, so, yes, th- there was casualties. And when you see casualties, it brings a realistic... It brings you back to earth. It shows what could happen to you as well, and you're just you're just a near miss. You're just you know. Does it make you appreciate life more? Yes. yes. Changes. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. You you appreciate life more when you see death um, right in your face. When especially, it's not their fault that they no. died, but it was really really unfortunate and. You then question, you know, is, am I actually doing the right thing? Am I here for the right reasons? Yeah. You know, why am I here? But then while you're there, you're just trying to somehow do your time, look out for your friends, because that's why you're there for. You're not looking out for your ministers or your politics, you know? No, you don't fight for um, no, you're Queen, for not friends. really. You fight for, yeah, people you're around. Mm. Um, were you given any medals? Do you have yes. anything you do? Yeah. Yes. Um, when I came back, I was um, I, there was a little ceremony held, and I was presented with uh, the Herrick Medal. Okay. Do you want to explain what that's for? So Herrick, uh, Operation Herrick is is what was the term given to uh, the operation that was run in Afghanistan. Um, and Operation Herrick is so NATO, which is the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay, which consists of America, Russia, uh, not Russia, sorry. Uh, America, yeah, not Russia. Italy, <laughs> Italy not, sorry, not Russia. Yeah. Sorry, sorry to my Russian students, yeah, but yeah, sorry yeah. Not, not in this uh, club. But, 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 but NATO, it consists of, of various different countries, you know, and we, were, went, and we went under the NATO term, but Operation Herrick was a, an operation name given to people who went to Afghanistan for that war. It's called Operation Herrick. Okay, nice. Um, so I've got just two more questions for you today, and then we're going to wrap up or finish. Um, what were some of the pranks or practical jokes you would play on each other? In, uh, on each other? Yeah. Did you do a lot of practical jokes? Was this a... Yes. Because soldiers are known for... Yeah. 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 So, so there was, there was some practical jokes. The main, when I was in training, the main practical jokes I was played was actually by the instructors. Okay. So you, you come back into your, your, your dormitory, yeah. which is shared by, you know, 
nine or ten people mm-hmm. um, and you each had a bed space and this bed space if you didn't keep it correctly or if you basically left your lockers open and not locked this would be trashed I mean the bed will be out the window the beds you remember in the army the whole point is for you to make a bed every morning yeah that's pristine there have been points in the in my army army career days where I refused to sleep, sleep on the bed so I could iron it in the night and I'll sleep on the floor. So so it'd be nice and pristine in the morning for parade. Pristine meaning pristine. perfect, right? That's right, perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, so I iron it with my, my, with my iron and I sleep on the floor just so I don't crease the bed and it's perfect for the morning. Nice. I used to have spare toothbrushes, yeah. which I didn't use. I never used it. I had, uh, I had a, you always have a toothbrush, fork, knife, uh, you have a bar of soap you never use, you have you have razor you never use, you just keep mm-hmm. it there just for show. Yeah. But that makes your life easy because because you don't have to change it every single day while yeah. you parade in the morning. And if you have anything wrong then the instructors have the final laugh, yes. They yeah. Okay, uh, so one final question for yes, today. Hopefully it's a good one. Um, so I'm interested to know how was the transition to civilian life to normal life to just being back in the UK and living as a normal person. What was that like to go from one extreme to well to to nor- to normality to normal life? So the army uh, to combat this, they got a thing called decompression zone. Mm-hmm which is basically army soldiers who basically fought in a war. They, the, the Americans, they take him, we, 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 the British, we go to Cyprus. Yeah. That's where we decompress. That is, decompression means coming back to normal life. Yeah. That, that is for a week. We stay there. We, we let everything calm down a bit. Like mm-hmm. our emotions, our nervous disposition, uh, you know, where we just, we're constantly heightened. For the seven mm-hmm. months that we're there, we are height on peak. And just to explain what that means, you mean you're at the, the limits. Oops, just hit the mic. <laughs> Repeat again. Um, so what that means is that you're at the limits of your nervousness, right. of your anxiety and everything else, right? That's right. So. There are stories where, where people, when they come back here, they suffer a lot of PTSD, which is post-traumatic stress, stress disorder, mm-hmm. uh, where, say, for instance, as you spoke to listeners already about Halloween, mm-hmm. fireworks sounds a lot like bombs going off, yeah, or gunshots going off. You know, when I first came back, you know, when there was fireworks, yeah. I was quite scared, to be honest. Yeah. You know, it made me jump. Yeah. Right? Because you're, for seven months, remember, seven months, you're basically at the height of your nervous disposition. Your, yeah, your anxiety. Uh, anxiety is uh, off the roof, you know, everything is just heightened. Yeah. And when you come back to normal rea- reality, normal, well, not reality, but normal life, you're coming yeah. back to normal life, you know, you're still just trying to adjust back into Yeah, it takes a so, while. That's right. So it is, it is hard, but... There are some who make it. There's some who is, you know, resort to alcohol and things like that. Mm. And there's some who, you know, they lose everything you know, because of this. But I, I was, I'm guessing I'm 
you know, some, you know, one of the lucky ones. One of the lucky, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, so that's everything for today, Jack, but thanks so much for joining me. It's been a, a great conversation. Thank you. Uh, so yeah, thank you so much. And I look forward to seeing you here again soon. Thank you. Thanks again for listening to another episode. If you want to help us grow, please make sure that you leave either a rating or review on iTunes or Spotify or whatever platform you're listening to this on. You can also follow us on Facebook at love to learn English one or on Instagram at love to learn English. See you guys there.